What did I just say? <laughs> you did so well. Okay. Do you want to start All the right. intro? Yeah, let's do it. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Sarah. And we're, and we're too drunk too to drink. Professionals. We're so good at this. Too drunk to drink. Trek. Trekland. <laughs> this is new information and it's we're new. very excited. It is so exciting. I do. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of tell the story a little bit because uh, I think it's kind of funny. So it was yesterday was my birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday, Carrie. Yeah. I've, I've literally turned this into a two day event. So it's been, I mean, it's been like a week of pictures yeah, of glitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about my birthday, <laughs> I guess. So, but Tim was gaming with his friends and then he was like, oh yeah, Carrie's got to go watch the episode. And uh, Kevin was just like, oh yeah, I, they're pretty good. I listened to them. And so Tim told me, and then I was like, no, he doesn't. Like, why is he making fun of me? That's not very nice. Why are we <laughs> pretty good? Come yeah. on. <laughs> That's... Honestly, that's that's a compliment. Compared to- <laughs> that's really that's, the most we could hope for. That's that's the highest the bar could get as far as They're I'm all right. <laughs> I haven't stopped listening yet. <laughs> they haven't been too dumb. But so um, I I basically was like, that's that. Don't make fun of me. That's not nice. Like <laughs> you shouldn't do that to people. So stop it. And then Kevin said, "Is this how you treat your fans?" And I said. We don't have any. <laughs> so, well, no, I guess we do. Like, we, related to us. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that aren't blood relation or Krista. Yeah, they don't have to love me. <laughs> like, not oh, a lot. That... <laughs> Maybe it is people that are related to us or their names start with K. Oh, Kevin, Krista, my Aunt Becky. And I think, I think my cousin Casey has listened. Okay. I don't know. She, I don't know. If she does. Hi, Casey. If you do. Listen. Oh, wait, wait, Mike. Red Mike. <gasps> Red Mike. Threw hmm. it all off. There is a K in it. Isn't. Mike? Michael. Oh, well, he's Michael. Red... Well, but he's Red Mike. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That counts. It counts. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, you just had me questioning how to spell Mike. <laughs> <laughs> What? On Facebook, he's Michael. There's so, not a K in Mike. There's no K in Michael, which can you guys get it together? But there is an I in meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> this episode is called Errand of Mercy. And just straight off the bat, I want to say this is the first episode with the Klingons. Yeah. Um, there, I think, is probably a lot of very, I'm going to say, um, nuanced criticism that Carrie and I are not a good voice for. I understand there's a lot of bronzer yeah. face, like, which is not yeah. good. <laughs> when we watched the Klingons, and this is our first view of them, come on, we were like, yeah. oh, that's wrong. That's bad. No. No. And we know we understand why, but we don't feel like we're probably the best voice to get yeah. it um, a proper conversation. So, but it is a conversation we'd like to have. Like, I, yeah. I would love it if anybody does have. We would love to learn. Yes, we want to learn. So, 
I think we're just putting it out there. We're we're not going to get deep into it when we go into this whole thing. But it exists and we know it. And yes. we totally understand it. But we're not going to try to because we are very white privileged women. Yeah. And yes. this is not our space. So if you can come fill the space, please do. Please do. Actually, we'd love to have you on. Ooh, yes. Yes. That would be amazing. Um, but so, yeah, we, we don't feel like we have the right voice to discuss the 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 gravity of why it's so offensive we just want to point out that it is very it's not right and when you watch it you feel not right and and, and we're going to describe what we're seeing so we're not going to like avoid the topic obviously we're not going to pretend it's not happening but we just don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of of how it affects the people that are watching it because we don't have that voice exactly um so we'll move on but again really big shout out if you want to be that voice please join us at some point because it's fine there's gonna be plenty more klingons i bet i think there might be i (laughs) think maybe errand of mercy is not the first time there's a problem so we're the last (laughs) yeah exactly uh we are in space and there's the enterprise and then we go onto the ship and you see Sulu and Spock and then Kirk enters the bridge and they have this big long conversation that I I don't really care about but it's basically talking about the Klingon negotiations with Starfleet and they're going bad and Starfleet is saying you need to get to this particular planet which is called Organia I believe and yeah. you you need to get there before the Klingons you need to claim it for us it's like the only class M planet in this area. And it's a it's very a sweet imp- spot. It's a sweet it's, spot. Yeah. It's going to be central for trading. Like this is really cool. The Klingons also know it's really cool, which I find peculiar that they both at the exact same time decided that this was the sweet shit. I assume it's like between our two territories somehow. No, how do we just one. both exactly at the same time be like, nope, I want that. Because everything in Star Trek happens at the perfect time. Okay. Right. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> remember, Can't argue it. Remember last episode with that species only hatched every 50,000 years? It just happens hatched. right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's my theory. All right. Mm-hmm. Point taken. <laughs> the writing so, makes it that way. Yeah, because the writer <laughs> said so. Okay. <laughs> So they are anticipating that the negotiations are going bad. We're going to go do that. And so uh, he asked, Kirk asks Spock to explain the planet for him. What's Organia like? I'd like to know. And so he's saying, oh, they're peaceful, primitive. Um, he, he says they're, <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. He says they're a D minus on the culture Richter scale. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, and maybe this is where, like, I just don't understand science at all because I know of a Richter scale and it's earthquakes and it's in numbers. That's all I've ever known is of the, the Richter, Richter scale. Yeah. yeah. That's how Which you. Five... Oh, go on. No, 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 no. That's how you know how big an earthquake is, right? That's the Richter yeah. scale. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the Richter scale, I've, I have a really hard time understanding it because, like, a one is a one 
and a two is like 30 times bigger than a one. Like it's, it's exponential, the Richter scale. Yeah. You definitely cannot put it into alphabetical D minus terms. D minus on the Richter scale. That doesn't cultural, make any sense. Cultural Richter scale. Yeah. Um, we'll see what the Richter scale is. Guess what I'm doing, Carrie. Google it. It's a scale of numbers used to tell the power or magnitude of earthquakes. It's only for earthquakes, guys. Google God damn it. So. <laughs> Google said so. So. You, you heard the Googling. Yeah. <laughs> Please type. Um, I'll, I'll add the little snippet in. Uh, so. Then there's a ship in space suddenly. And they are attacked. And that ship shakes and it could be recorded, I think, on the Richter scale, probably. It's a ship shake, the not only an earthquake. <laughs> appropriate use of the Richter scale in this episode is that there is definitely some, like, vibrations happening. On the ship. Right on the now. ship. <laughs> because it was shot. Because it was shot. And so they shoot at nothing. And space lights up. But there's nothing there. I Maybe they couldn't afford to put a ship in. Or maybe the ship was cloaked. I, I don't, don't know. know. They just, they shoot, he, Kirk does say, oh, I didn't actually write it down. He says return fire. And then he says like all span or something like basically just like shoot everything in that direction. And so they shoot three times. Yeah. And then there's only debris left. So they're like, I guess we got him. And they only sustained minor damage to the enterprise. Minor casualties. Well, there were no again, right? No, no, no. They said minor oh, casualties because again, oh, it's okay. casualties Different. apparently injury in yeah. Star Trek instead of dying. Well, Mort, Mort kind of explained that to us. We just didn't know. We're just not I smart. Remember, I don't remember that. So, uh, they're like, well, that seemed unfriendly. Like, good thing we blew it up. And Starfleet gives them a command code one, which means that they're going to war with the Klingons. So they set a course to Organia and they need to get this done like ASAP. And those are really my only notes prior to the intro, but it was a, it was a fucking long intro. Like my notes take up like yeah. half a page. Yeah. And I took up a whole page um, so, oh, what happens? The one thing that happens, we got to go to Organia. We're in war. Got to stop the Klingons. Yeah. And then Kirk says warp factor seven, which is fucking fast as shit for yeah. star like this ship. Like they don't usually ever hit warp factor seven. He, when they did he's like, warp factor eight, they thought they were going to explode. Right. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, step on the goddamn gas, you granny. Sulu. Remember when we discussed how. They can probably go up to, like, Warp Factor 12, but they don't tell Kirk that. Yeah, because they just don't want him to know. They just don't they want don't... him to do that. No, just don't. It's it's not worth it. It's too we... fast. It's, it's too, too fast. fast. There's no reason to do it. It's... There's... No, absolutely. That was I, good. I, as much as Kirk loves his wife, the ship, I yeah. think that she holds a lot of secrets back from him because she just like doesn't need him to know. And everybody else knows these things. It's like she's dating the pool boy. She's dating and everybody Scotty. knows it. Yeah, and Scotty. everybody knows it. Scotty knows what Maybe she can Scotty's do. Maybe Scotty's the pool boy. Yeah, Scotty he knows is. what. But, you know, just 
but nobody nobody tells Kirk because he'll take advantage <laughs> of it. Yeah, he's gonna be shitty yeah. about it. So we get the intro. Intro. And we always skip it. Yep. Well, we didn't. We because we if we skip it when we're drinking, we have to drink. So we watch yeah. it when we're drinking, and usually we just hum along and yeah. talk. We just talk. Um. So they reach Organdia. Well, standard orbit. Have, yeah, they're in standard orbit. Uh, we get a star date thirty one ninety eight point four, which seems farther in the future than I'm used to hearing star dates. Well, I've got a book that puts all the star dates in order, so. Nice. It is a cool book. It is a really fucking cool book. Um, so they're just hanging out around the planet, and then there's no hostiles. Ahura, she says it's X four seven five report Klingons unable to get bearings. So basically, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, There are Klingons now. Yeah. I just love that the note goes from "There's no hostiles" to "Fleet of Klingons." Oh wait! Correction. Oh, yes, there are. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Yeah, there are hostiles. Jk, jk, jk. So many of them. There's a fleet. Fleet. An actual fleet of them. A literal fleet. Okay. It's yeah. so many that it's called a fleet. Yeah. <laughs> so Kirk is telling Sulu that him and Spock are going to beam down, and Sulu is in charge of the ship. Which, by the way, it doesn't come up a lot, but I really like that Sulu is in charge of the ship. I wish he was in charge of the ship all the time, but he's not. Um, and and Kirk tells him, your priority is this ship. It is not Spock and I. We're going to be fine. So if the Klingons come here, you have to go to safety and wait for the fleet. Like, yeah, because Starfleet is sending their own people because they know yeah. this is a big, important thing. The Enterprise was the closest one. They're making like the initial contact, but Starfleet's on the way. Like. So, yeah. Sulu, get the fuck out. Wait for mom and dad. Back the fuck up. Don't worry about us. We're going to be fine. Yeah. He actually doesn't have to leave yet. He says, when the Klingons get here, then you leave. Because I think oh, yeah. they're trying to get it taken care of before. And here's the other thing. So, this is like a really primitive planet from anything we know, right? D minus on the Richter scale. <laughs> on the Richter scale of culture. <laughs> what the fuck? Does it matter between the, like, if this is a really primitive planet, spoilers, if it were, like, yes. why would what they said when you went down there matter? <laughs> like, because I, I think, I think Kirk explains it. So I think he is putting money on the idea that, like, basically he's trying to be like, um... What is a good metaphor for this? He's kind of like a used car salesman because he's like, you want to buy this car. Somebody else is going to come offer you a different car, but this is the, this is the one to go with. Like, this is, this is the one he's trying to convince them that they need to be on Starfleet side so they can give them all the resources because like the Klingons are going to take over and they're going to be real shitty. But if you accept our help, we can, help get that i totally get that part of it my question is what the fuck was stopping the klingons from just going in and taking over just because one starfleet ship was there like why did they need these people's permission to protect them uh that's not how it was written (laughs) 
<laughs> it's always coming back to those writers. Yeah, it's, it's just right. right? Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter what this yeah. primitive species would say. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 basically like so. That's why that's why Kirk goes down. He's trying to convince them to accept help. That'll be there eventually. But like, no matter what they would have said, I don't know how they would have stopped what's going to happen. They can't because the Klingons get there first. So what the fuck does it ma- okay it doesn't they okay, remember how it was written sarah oh it's written. read the script okay so spock and kirk beam down to the planet and it's like a fucking rin fair down there guys like women in these long flowy dresses with long arms and like some guys and some robes and some the moldy looking goats. It is so moldy, fucking weird. Moldy goats. Moldy goats. They're like green and gray-ish. Yeah. I think they actually dyed goats for this scene, which I don't know it, why they felt that was a touch they needed to add, but that's what we I got. Think they were like, they're not just goats. They're, they're alien green. goats. They're green goats. <laughs> they're aliens. Duh. So there's like people just like milling. Actually, this is kind of an important thing now that I'm thinking about it that'll be kind of important later. So when they beam down, the courtyard is completely empty. There's nobody there. And they beam down and then suddenly there starts being activity. Like suddenly yeah. things appear and suddenly things are happening. Um, and it's it's all like nobody gives a shit that these two dudes beamed out of outer space onto their planet. And Spock says, you'd think that people beam down onto this planet every day. Like, yeah. yeah. No one cares. They don't, they don't give a single shit. We see all the Renfair people. They're just like some guys unfolding like a giant beach towel or something. I don't know. It's a blanket. He's just laying down a picnic. I don't know. Just They're in just, the middle of the square. Why not? Yeah. They don't yeah. have any shits to give about these two random people that just appeared out of nowhere. Yep. And they notice Spock and Spock notices a castle or fortress kind of in the distance. And he's like, this is inconsistent with the information that we have on this planet. And then some gentleman comes out and he's just like, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Aleborn. And he's wearing... Not a- Airborne, the MLM, as I thought. Because they yeah. a lot of people <laughs> in the show have accents. And I kept hearing that. And I was like, I wonder if that's where the name came from. But it's not. It's Aleborn. Aleborn is his name. Um, He is wearing a long robe. He does talk kind of culty, though. Similar to MLM's multi-level yeah. marketing schemes. Yeah. So... He, um, hey, don't get caught up in those. I love you. Don't, don't yeah, do don't do um, it. Um, Aleborn introduces himself like he's like so welcoming. He's he says welcome like twenty times. He's just like, oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm Aleborn, and they're like, hey, we need to talk to you. You're a Thortai. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we don't have an authority. Um, I'm. He said, chair. take me to your leader. Well, you know, and then he's like, he's like, we don't, we don't have a leader. Nah, we don't do that. But I'm the chairman, elder of the council, so chairman on the council of elders. I said several of those words. You did. You were so darn close. You know what? You were as close as my sober note 
drunkenly i wrote down chairman of the council of elders but my drunk or my sober note says no authority elders like that was yeah to me later. <laughs> oh but he is he is kind of technically the leader he just like they don't believe in leaders so because exactly. there's a council he's the one elders. that talks the most yeah like, so spock says he would like to look around um, and he's like, oh, please, you're welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. So welcome. And so Spock takes his tricorder and he wanders a little closer to the camera. And then he like sits and stares at his tricorder for a second. And we go to a new scene where uh, Kirk is trying to explain to these elders at the council very um, old white men. All of them are old white men. All of them are old, 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 old white men. None of them are women. Well, or people of color. Thank you. None of them, none of them are people of color. Yes. Or women or anything but old white men. Exactly. And that is a problem. But I also think, actually, I can explain this later on. It definitely has something to do with how they're trying to make us feel more comfortable. Okay, I get it now. Yep. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Yes. <laughs> I can explain it because these are like no spoilers, but definitely spoilers. Maybe these aren't actually just a bunch of old white men. Maybe they're just trying to make us feel more we're, comfortable. We're almost to that point where we get to kind say what. Yeah, yeah, see what they. We won't actually know till the end of the episode, but we're going to tell you because it's. I think it's. It feels better to get a feel of the episode knowing what they are. Yeah. Um. So he's telling them that these Klingons are coming. Kirkus. He's like, Klingons are coming. Like, they're bad. So my mission is I'm here to stop them from getting to take over your planet, which I still don't quite get how he's doing that. So, but he's saying you should deal with us. We're the better choice. We're going to give you, like, schools and resources. I think he actually at one point says, help us help you. Help. Yeah. Basically. He's selling them this multi-level marketing scheme that is Starfleet. Help us help you. All you have to do is say yes. We just want to make you money. That's all we're doing here. So he also says, so at this point. Aylborn's just like, so I just want to clarify what you're saying. You're saying we can either deal with you or we can deal with the Klingons, right? And Kirk's just like, no, we could protect you, but you don't get to deal with the Klingons. Like, they're going to take you over. Yeah, there's no dealing. Yeah, we're here to offer you protection. I don't know why they, like... If they really believe them this primitive, why do they have to have their permission to protect them? Like, well, you should just protect them. There's still there's still people. I don't know. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense because, like, they, you think that they have no understanding of space or anything. Like, first, again, I want to point out, if they're so primitive, why don't they get even a little bit startled that men from space came down and are talking yeah. about other men from space taking over and how everybody just travels between planets and your planet's real important and they're going to try to steal your planet and they're just like, ah, yeah, like why? So it's either you or them. Like they're just super chill about it. And they're it's really the chill. Whole thing weird. 
Yeah, like you would think that would be the first red flag. Why are they so chill? The other red flag is like, they obviously know something. Like there's no way a super primitive species isn't like, hey, how did you get onto my planet in the first no. place? Like they know. <laughs> you. What? What are you doing here? Like imagine if, from? Imagine if someone just beams down on into somewhere where you are are you just gonna be like that's normal yeah not a single what the fuck was uttered Mm -hmm. uttered in this entire episode which it should have been several times honestly it was it was definitely like come on guys like like obviously they know something but yeah they are they spend a lot of time in this conversation and straight off the bat like they're not lying to kirk they say oh, that's very, like, altruistic of you to offer us all of this help because you're so helpful to us, but um, we we don't need your protection. Like, they good. say it. We're good. And he's like, um, no, you do need our protection. Klingons are bad and we're good and just that's how it is. Like, they're going to kill stuff if they come here. And he legit says back to Kirk, if anyone is in danger here, it's you. <laughs> like, maybe you should leave and get yeah. out of danger. <laughs> like, they're not lying at this point. But, it, like, I think to Kirk, he's reading it like they just don't get it. It's really dumb. And they don't know what's happening. And so I'm going to have to beat him into being smart about stuff. Protect them into being smart about stuff. Yes. Yeah, he's got to he's got to protect them as much as he can, I guess. And so the council's like, well, we'll discuss your offer. And so Kirk kind of walks away, but Spock walks into the room at this point and he's like, um, this is really different than I thought it was going to be. And he explains that, like, there has been no advancement on this planet in like the last 10,000 years. It's like this arrested culture. It's just, it seems strange. Um, And then they go back to the council. And the council's like, okay, so we talked it over. Thanks, but we don't need your help. And we don't want your help. Yeah. Yeah, you Uh, think we're stagnant, which is fine, but we're awesome. And you can just leave. Yeah, exactly. Like, you should go. And and this is where Kirk's like, but we can give you, like, schools and education and all this important stuff. Which, by the way, schools, very important. Yeah. They don't don't need them. (laughs) And then he's like, for every, we can feed a thousand people for every one person you feed. Mm -hmm. Also not important. Mm -mm. Not going to be important. So, um. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and like so, uh, Aylborn's just like Captain. I can see you definitely aren't listening to us. Like we're trying to tell you. And then like Sulu calls down urgently, and he's like, "Hey, the Klingons are here." And Kirk's like, "Okay, well, you need to go. Come back with help." And he goes back to the council, and they're like really disappointed. They're just like, "Yeah, now we've got to keep you safe." (laughs) Like Jesus Christ. so he actually legit says, like, yeah, we know they're we know they're here. Um, don't worry, we'll protect you. And then this other guy does something. And this is where I think if we hadn't already told you, you'd start to be like, okay, 
something's so. going on with these organians because he's like there's 700 men with weapons that have just like beamed down onto our planet and kirk's like how did he know that and aylburn's just like oh he's very intuitive not intuition (laughs) intuition is definitely not precisely naming the amount of people that just appeared somewhere randomly intuition is like (laughs) i shouldn't go through that door something bad could happen that's intuition you can't just intuit people appearing on your planet 700 people somewhere on our planet with violent intentions like duh and then fucking kirk's just like oh great now we're stranded here um like he's so fucking stupid we told you to leave asshole we did and then he's like that legitimately my note is they told you so yeah fucking said it yeah and um, Kirk's just like super whiny about it. He's like, well, this isn't going to be pleasant at all. Ooh. You ready for this? Yes. <laughs> uh, we are in the square and there are now Klingons. And my note is literally just blackface in square because they're, and it's not really blackface, but it's like it's bronzer. Fa- it's like so very much they're trying to make these very white people look darker skinned yeah and it's it's very metallic it's very shiny it is shiny. definitely bronzer and i yeah. assume it's actually probably lead based i don't know it was very <laughs> very but they didn't touch their neck or their ears just their face like they <laughs> bronzed the shit out of their faces in spots even though like it wasn't even no it it was it was not good it no. looked like a girl who was trying to be an instagram influencer but also had no idea what she was doing she just was like i need to be more tan tan is hot how do i tan bronzer bronzer do i just put it everywhere (laughs) all over my face but not my ears or my neck yeah just pile it on this is where it gets a little bit like blurry for me because the the main actor we're gonna meet has very like wrong colored foundation but it's not bronzy so like why are all the other Klingons bronzy and he's not like he has naturally darker skin like if you look at his neck he doesn't look like a white guy he's more olive I did look up yeah. the actor he's uh he's I think Greek or yeah, Croatian he, I don't remember yeah he's he's Greek so there's a very good possibility that that is a man who tans because he just he has a tan Mediterranean. And so yeah. he, he does look like he has darker skin, but what they chose to do with this main actor is orange him the fuck up. Yeah. He's so much oranger in the face than, you know what he looks like? And I hate that I'm about to say this, but it's very Trumpian. He's like, I mean, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. So orange. Like where everyone else is bronze, he is definitely like the orange version of yeah. bronze. <laughs> like, but they also do like they like um, and this is probably the most upsetting portion of it is they obviously spent time doing his makeup because he has lines drawn on that are like down orange. the bridge of his nose and yeah, it's kind of contouring. Yeah. Um and he's got the what Sarah and I are calling 
eyebrows. They're eyebrows. <laughs> they go both ways. He has his <laughs> natural eyebrows, and then they just like glued other eyebrows like upside down. Yeah. Well, here. Okay. So you know how Spock's eyebrows are very straight. Yeah. They're straight. So very imagine straight. if you also if you had straight eyebrows, but you also had eyebrows that went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe they go both ways. So you yeah. have your regular eyebrows and your straight eyebrows, and you maybe and you have eyebrows, and you have eyebrows. <laughs> they go both ways. <laughs> like I don't know if you guys know how clever Sarah and I feel ourselves to be, but this is one of the shining moments where we were like, eyebrows. <sighs> yeah, we got it. Eyebrows. Eyebrows. <laughs> they they go both ways, Carrie. <laughs> they go, go down and straight. They go. Yeah. They go all the directions. They go everywhere. They're not yeah. straight. No, they're, they're not straight. They're by. A lot they're, going on. There's um, two different directions these brows is going. But he uh, also haven't even has... met him yet. Oh, whoa. Sorry. No. Sorry. I'll save that for later. It's not actually that far down that we get to by brows. So before we get to by brows, we are in a different kind of cultural appropriation. In that uh, Spock and Kirk are trying to blend in. And so they're like, you can pass for an Organian, whatever they're called. And they're they're talking to Kirk. And he's like, oh, cool. Uh, I'm one of you now. And they call him Barona. And then they're like, but you, Spock, you can't pass as one of us. Like, you're going to have to pretend to be a merchant. And this is important too, Carrie. We have to talk about what Spock's wearing. No, well, I personally, I also, I, this is accidental, but I'm wearing a royal blue dress. <laughs> and this matters because Fock is wearing royal blue velvet. It is an actual velvet, velvet shirt. It's it like is a tunic. Yeah, it is so good. That is my <laughs> favorite part of the episode, I think, is like, yeah, Spock. Wearing a royal blue velvet tunic. Fringed in gold. It's got some gold on the neckline. Yeah. And he's got like a scarf cape. Yep. He's got a scarf and a cape. (laughs) And they're wearing leggings. Leggings. Very tight leggings. Mm -hmm. And then they're... I I keep calling them Uggs. They're like Uggs. Uggs. But what they did was they took a a rectangle of faux fur, I'm assuming, and they wrapped it around their legs. Uh And then they took some brown masking tape from what I could tell. (laughs) I think it's supposed to be leather. It's supposed to be leather. It doesn't look like leather. And they started the toes and then they just kind of like wrapped it sort of willy-nilly up into the top. I, I think it's supposed to look like that kind of like Grecian style where they the wrap leather. Sandals. Yeah, like sandals. They just did like a shit job because they, they just, it just well. wraps. It's, it's, it looks willy-nilly, but they're definitely, they look very like Uggs. So, they're basically their fur boots. or boots with the fur. Yeah, <laughs> boots they're, with the fur. Exactly. And it, they... Fur. They didn't have apple bottom jeans, but they did have like Lulu Row, like yeah. tight. Yeah, multi level marketing schemes. I was just gonna say, speaking <laughs> of MLMs, oh, they hold on. I said, what? My my video froze. Yeah, it did. 
I look so happy, though. Look how happy you are. (laughs) I'm so happy about this. I was, I think I said, speaking of multi-level marketing schemes, I just thought I was so funny in that moment. And it showed. And it froze. The world (laughs) Sarah, enjoy yourself. Enjoy that moment while you have it. But yeah, they are, they look ridiculous, but they're trying to blend in with the Arganians and they're like, Renfarians. okay, Renfarians. Yep. <laughs> they're like, Spock, you just have to be a Vulcan traitor, I guess, because we can't not make you Vulcan. And <laughs> I, I, my note actually says if Spock was a Spice Girl, he would be Pumpkin Spice. <laughs> His scarf is. Very orange. The scarf. Well, no, he's got the scarf and the tights and the and the boots with the fur. Like yeah. he just and looks like cape. Hates. Yeah, he should have a pumpkin spice latte. He doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. And he again, should. the royal blue velvet is amazing. That part's but, good. <laughs> but he definitely is a basic bitch. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that that that's the one standout. And his ears, which is why he can't be an Organian. Can't be an Organian. He's got to be Whatever. like, I guess, a merchant or a trader. I don't a know Vulcan, exactly. A Vulcan, Vulcan trader. What are you doing? So, <laughs> enter Klingons into this room while they're like deciding how they're going to hide these two people from Starfleet. And uh, the Klingons are just like, uh hey i'm here now and he's like oh welcome 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 to our chamber of elders and blah 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 and he's like i'm core and this is the guy with the bye brows oh <laughs> my god <laughs> this is where he enters <laughs> so and this is again where we don't have the voice to say yeah. it but also it was offensive. And we know, like, we recognize when things aren't right, even if we shouldn't really be talking about it. Because he definitely has, like, the bad guy Chinese mustache. Yes. Like- and the all the bronzer and the eyebrows. Like, he is not the right color that no. he's supposed to be. And also, why Klingon's gotta be dark? <laughs> like, why? I just... I don't know. And there's just something about, like, I do appreciate later on, like, I love Klingons. Like, okay, I, I don't know if I love Klingons. I love Worf. I love Worf. Yeah. One <laughs> in particular. Worf. That one. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in Deep Space and Nine. Dax. Yeah, and Dax. And Dax. I just, all of it. I love it so much. And so, <laughs> like, I know, I know how good this alien species is going to become yeah so like watching it now and carrie and i have pointed out there's a few points in here where they are doing things that are not not what we know as klingon yeah and sarah pointed out like they just because this is our first contact which we've talked about before the only reason to appreciate this series is because there's so many good ideas that spring from it um, the the original idea about being the best of humanity and in space. This is the beginning of the Klingons. This is the first contact with these people that you know we're aware of. Obviously, it sounds like Starfleet's had some. They've been working but, with them. Yeah, well. but this is the first time that we see them, and when we get to really appreciate them later, it's this is this is the seed that was planted that became Worf, like. 
And they is this our space seed? (laughs) Shut up, Sarah! Don't do that. Yes, yes, but no, (laughs) because that's a terrible phrase. (laughs) Terrible. But it is. It's our. It's this. It's the beginning of the Klingons. And and it becomes such yeah. a beautiful culture that mm-hmm. I mean, there's a goddamn language that super fucking nerds talk. Like it becomes yeah. such a thing. And this is the this is the start of it. This is like the baby. This is the weird little awkward fourth grader that like laughs the, weirdly. Yeah, it's, didn't know what the fuck it was doing. <laughs> it had no idea. And so, no. like, I definitely we we in particular we really appreciate what becomes from this moment but in this moment watching it it is kind of painful it's bad and they're so like just not uh like rounded out in any way like there's no character no core i mean Mm -hmm. core like i think the actor does a pretty good job like he he definitely he he delivers his lines well i guess like his his idea is that yeah. he is he is ruthless he's straightforward and he says that here he's like i'm i'm here now i'm fucking i'm taking this shit over guys um and then he like look i'm at, the captain now I'm the captain he definitely now. does the eyeball thing yes <laughs> exactly he's metaphorically he, this is all his and he looks at Kirk and he's like, who are you? And Kirk's like, I'm, I'm Barona. <laughs> my notes are actually, my, 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 my Barona. That's how I remember his name. your notes? Because I had to remember how to say, I had to remember Barona. So I wrote, my, Barona. Why this is especially funny is because Sarah and I did not talk about that. But as soon as she said Barona, that's when yeah. we both launched into ma 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 barona ma ma ma, ma barona we like, hadn't I, talked about that before we just this is how well sarah and i vibe yeah this is how we make sense of the information we're given from the original series and so he's totally buying into kirk being some douche named barona 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 who lives on this planet and is definitely an organian but then he looks at, he looks at spock and he's like well who the fuck are you and spock's like well i'm spock i'm yeah. a vulcan traitor <laughs> like they didn't even give him another name <laughs> no oh no i'm spock spock i'm a vulcan traitor it's fine everything's fine move on move on which is when you about it the fact that they didn't give spock another name it's crazy because he core talks about later on how he knows about starfleet and he knows about kirk you think you would know about kirk's like right hand man kirk and spock kirk and spock like they they go together hand in yeah. hand maybe spock's a really common klingon name or not or, klingon but vulcan yeah, name he's it's like it, he's like the john smith the john- of- Vulcans. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a million Spock. Yeah, guys, <laughs> well, we can't find him on Facebook. It's Spock. So maybe that's what Spock is. So it was fine to say that his name is Spock. But at the same time, Kor is not really buying into this. He's just like, mm, we're going to need to torture yeah. you why, with our mind why torture. Why did we thing. come into a room where we're taking over and there's just like, yeah. seriously, a Vulcan traitor in the council's room? Just, why why are you here? So he 
he says, well, the Klingons are taking over this planet, just so you know. Uh, violators of any of our rules that we're going to post are going to be punished by death. We need your obedience and nothing more. And then he's like, well, he bas- yeah, basically right now, what what he, I think, says at this point, he's really disturbed by how everybody's smiling. Smiling, that is my next note. He's, I don't trust men who smile. Yeah, he's really upset that all of the Organians just keep smiling, and Kirk isn't smiling. Kirk is obviously upset by what's happening. So he wants and to be so, buddy with the asshole. Yeah, he's and so that, um, Kerr is like, hey, you... You don't keep smiling like a crazy person at me. You're my contact. You, yeah. uh, I get you. I don't, I don't get whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, but... whoever these smiley guys are, I don't want to fucking deal with them. I don't smile. I also wouldn't want to deal with the smile guys. I'm trying to smile like they do. It's all teeth. Well, <laughs> I, I don't have it. Um, but yeah, so he basically like, hey, I don't know shit from shit. You're not behind that table, so you're not a leader. You're gonna be my liaison. You are. Yeah. You're my dude now. He like like snuggles up to Kirk and puts his wing around him, and it's just like you're mine now. Yeah, we're we're gonna be buddies, best friends, BFFs, buddy. He is telling them that we Klingons are ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you're gonna follow all of these rules I've given you. Um, you're now all subjects of the Klingon Empire. And then he says, for any Klingon that dies, a thousand Organians are going to die. Um, so they're like, well, my people, this is what the Organians are saying. My people want nothing but peace. We're not going to fight you. We're cool, dude. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, take this fucking Vulcan. Who's definitely a bad guy. You just know it. You go ahead and you take him to the examination room. And we're going to figure out what the fuck's going on there. And he's like, you look really concerned that we're going to go maybe torture your friend. And he's talking to Kirk. And Kirk's just like, well, he he's my friend. Yeah, my buddies. Yeah, he's like, what are you going to do with him? So, like, I think he's still trying to stay under his pre-sense. Like, I'm Barona. That's my my friend Spock, who's just a you know merchant he has nothing to do with starfleet spock and uh what are you doing with him and he's like well we're gonna question him if he's lying we're gonna kill him yeah guys that's just how it is uh and you're coming with me because we're gonna be friends now and you're gonna do all this shit for me and kirk's like i guess i'm going with like that's what we're doing now at this point that they're gonna use force four on spock with the whatever they do they didn't they don't actually ever explain it exactly but it's force form and basically yeah. that means if he lies he dies there's no in between yeah i i don't actually i don't remember what they call the device they use but uh we had some service done to our furnace today and they told me about something called an air scrubber and so I assume it's similar to whatever this air scrubber is but it scrubs a brain and that's <laughs> It's like the same technology. We had one of those for the abatement. Oh. A, a negative. It was a negative air scrubber, I think. Oh. So is it a real thing? Is it a real thing? <laughs> I don't, I still can't tell. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna it read sounds it. good. Ooh, moving on. So we go to Kerr's Cor- office. 
And uh, he has basically what's a propaganda poster with all of their rules. It's yep. um, if anybody doesn't like this, this is just how it is. And this is how we're doing it. These are our rules. And then like it's the mind ripper. That's what they call it. The mind ripper. It's yeah. air scrubber mind ripper. That's, I actually wrote it down basically the same thing <laughs> so spock has come back and the guy that's with him which who by the way is wearing what i assume is the most malfitting costume i have ever seen on another character on purpose on television oh it is so God. bad he's like he's got his his already ridiculous sparkly pants like pulled up above his belly button and his belt is like off center and not level. It's not, not straight. Like, it's, it's everything about it's wrong. And he looks like he's pushing his tummy out. Like, yeah. you guys and can't see what I'm doing. He's really, really tall. Like, he's yeah. a really tall guy. So, like, I was like, oh, maybe, like, he just got s- stuck in there last minute. But it's not like he's wearing, like, a taller person's costume and had to crank it up. Because but he's he, a very tall person. He's, he's taller already than tall. Talk. Yeah. yeah, he's taller than Spock by several inches. He's he's got some inches on him. And he still pulled up his pants to like above his belly button and he's pushing his tummy out like the person that this outfit was made for was maybe bigger. Maybe than they him. were like he was trying to get into character. They were like, You are sixty-five year old Klingon. And he was like, <laughs> Okay, I got this. I'm gonna <laughs> hike my pants up. I'm gonna push my gut out. Yeah, 65-year-old Klingon alcoholic. My wife left me. Like he gets yeah. it. We we might be spending too much time on this outfit, but it was so good. It was too good not to talk about. Like it was so malfitted, if that is a word. It's obvious. Oh god. So this is where I actually wrote down mind sifter or ripper. I think that he calls it both. Yeah, because uh, I put I put Mind Ripper, and then I put yeah. Kirk. You want some? I also put Lie Test because he does say <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you share these things with me until now? Because it's so good. <laughs> it's a, a lie test because he says. If they put it up to a certain number, it'll just scrub your brain completely and you'll be basically a vegetable. The lobotomy. A lobotomy test. For lying. If we're li- yeah. If you guys need me to explain any other jokes to you, I'm going to be here all night. All night. All, all podcasts. All podcasts. So, um, basically, they've decided that Spock is not lying. He went through this. He's somehow still alive. So this all must be true. Which, by the way, like they know what Vulcans are. Which seems ridiculous to me that they wouldn't know that maybe Vulcans have some sort of, like, extra mind abilities. Like, or extra mind discipline, I guess. It doesn't matter. But, um... Yeah, you seem so proud of this like really torturous device is what Kirk is saying and he's like I'm it's it's useful. It's a useful device. I'm just explaining to you how great it is because it gets me what I need. And then Kirk asks Spock like are you okay? And Spock's like it was an interesting experience. And then Spock leaves. And, like, you would think they're having this whole conversation, I'm pretty sure, in front of Kerr. 
Like, how was it not ever like, oh, an interesting experience? So are you, did it not work on you then? I don't, it's so fucking stupid. So uh, he, so Kerr starts talking to Kirk and he says, you need to, um, you need to go and keep all of these people in order. And if you don't listen to me, like you'll be killed. So that's where we're at. Scene cuts. Spock and Kirk are just taking a walk through the square, not even quietly talking about all of their plans. No, um, there is no subtlety in this no. episode. They're like out loud talking about how Vulcans have a way to shield their minds from these mind scrubbers and things like that. And he says, so you shouldn't underestimate it because you're just a human. And like, as they're having this out loud conversation, Kirk gets bumped by a Klingon. And when I say Klingon, I mean a man in very bronzery, terrible makeup. Yep. And the guy's just like, you better watch where you're going or I'll make sure you don't see anything ever again. I don't remember stupid fucking. It's, it's I just dumb. wrote much machismo much <laughs> like yeah that's exactly what it was it was just two white dudes colliding while walking and both being really angry about and it one with a lot of reason. lot of bronzer on his a lot of bronzer like and then spock's just like hey it's okay and kirk's like did you think i was gonna fight him and spock's like yeah and he's like well you're right i was gonna i would have yeah, fought I was, him like i'm definitely <laughs> gonna fight that guy i was gonna i was gonna kick that guy's ass as I know I can do it. Puss bitch. Yeah, exactly. So they basically decide at this point in the square, in front of a bunch of Klingons, that they're they have this plan to try and like basically create unrest, I guess, is what they're trying yeah, to they're, do here. Well, they're trying to prove to the Organians that they can fight back. But they don't say that at this point. They say it later, but like at this point, have they like said no. what they plan? No, is? they. It's this. It's very unclear because the next scene happens, but they don't explain why, why? they're doing what they're doing. Why <laughs> the next scene is so good though. We go to it. <laughs> it's are, like not my words. Not my words. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh. So they, so we go to our next scene, which is so fucking good. Um, basically, there's a Klingon that's like walking by, and he's wearing like these glittery pants and like the same kind of like metallic vest, metallic everything. Yeah. And he then Kirk has like climbed up these stairs behind him in this one area, and then he like jumps on the Klingon and knocks him down. And Spock, I guess, like, runs by really fast for some reason. He steals something. I guess somebody he steals something. And Spock <laughs> runs away, but he runs, like, with his, his arms, like, <laughs> like, real close to his side. And his feet are taking the smallest steps possible. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, across the camera. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be sexist, but Spock runs like a fucking girl. Like it's not even like a girl. Spock runs like Forrest Gump. Spock runs like Forrest Gump, but his steps are tiny. They're mm -hmm. not the big long gallop strides that Gump no. takes. 
<laughs> and his Gump arms are runs real yeah. close to his side. Gump fucking runs like he yeah. goes for it. That that kid does it, but <laughs> Bach is like that. But everything tiny, is tiny compact <laughs> and smaller. But just as fast. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's so the ridiculous. best run. I had to go back. I had to rewind it. We did actually we rewound a bunch of this episode, which I think might mean it was okay. It was there was a lot of really like ridiculous bodily humor. Yes. Like maybe wasn't meant to be funny, but I had <laughs> not, to watch I had to watch it, was it not again. Meant to be funny. It wasn't on purpose. So <sighs> in after this exchange, somehow. Spock has a grenade. <laughs> like, like a hand grenade, a not hand like grenade. something they call a grenade that's a metallic ball. It no. is a Vietnam hand grenade. Okay. They it's might as well grenade. pull the key out of it and yeah. set it down it's on the grenade. It's a grenade. And I just want to preface this. We all know what grenades do. They <laughs> explode, but they explode shrapnel. Like that is why they're so awful and dangerous and terrible. Because yeah. of all the shrapnel that they explode, they absolutely <laughs> not do any of the things that happen next. Never. They cannot so do it. One grenade that they set down on this pile of boxes, and then they run away and they hide, and there's three... Like 20 feet away. Yeah, there's three giant explosions on this wall. One is in the sky. One, yeah. like, it's like fireworks. And then there's a different uh, kind of explosion and then a different, different kind of explosion. Like they're all, all different explosions. All sorts from, of none of them are grenade explosions. Not even close. No, they all they they all look like fireworks, but different. Carrie so. says that this is where everybody has got the impression that grenades explode like yeah. explosions. Again, it's another beginning, which... <laughs> yeah. A bad Thank one. Star Trek, you led the way. You pioneered so many avenues, including why people think that grenades are fireworks. They're not. So uh we have that, and for some reason, Spock's just like, You were right, Kirk. That was most satisfactory. Like, oh good, we exploded this wall. I'm so happy for everybody. And then we go to the Council of Elders, and they're just like why would you do that? This is just violence. Like, I don't understand. And Kirk's just like, it's violence. We need to fight. And it's so annoying. Like, Carrie and I were discussing how he is just like a, he's like a puppy. And they're like his owners. And they're just like, no. Like, why would you do this? Why would you destroy this beautiful toy that I got you? Well, you don't need to eat the couch. There's alternatives. You could not eat the couch. You could eat food that I gave you. You could have left when I told you to. You don't need to chew on my shoes. There's so many options. You could chew on this Kong that I bought you. I bought you a Kong. Yeah, exactly. It's just like Kirk is just like this puppy that just doesn't fucking get it. And he's like, no. Yeah, we did this to show you that like you can fight back like that was a bad shoe and i ate it and you're welcome and you're welcome that i ate that shoe bitch yeah uh, terrible taste he says like you don't have to be sheep you could be wolves and they're just like um well about that like again we're still fine um 
So like, can we just point out we never asked you to come here. Yeah, we, we never asked you to leave. We told you to leave. We all told of you to things. not be violent. Like we we've, we've said so many times, get yeah. the fuck out of here, and you keep not getting the fuck out of here. So and Aylborn's just like, could you just please not do that again? Which is very much something that I think I've said to a puppy. Just yeah. please don't shit on the floor again. Just please Wait, don't. <laughs> there's no reason. There's a whole backyard. Yeah, like I, and I will, I will take you there anytime you ask. Yeah. Anytime, just please don't do that. Just don't shit in the yard or don't like, shit in the house. No, like, I'm gonna shit wherever I feel like because yeah. I believe I get to shit wherever I feel like. Exactly. So, Kerr enters, and I've also basically decided that he's like the kitten that these Organians got at the same yes. time they got a puppy. Well, he's, he's much like, more aggressive. He he's is chaos. Yeah, he is absolutely a kitten. Kurt <laughs> has good intentions, and he thinks he's doing the right thing, much yeah. like like destroying your shoe. It's like maybe he thinks that that's a terrible shoe, and he's trying to save you from yourself. But save you from the shoe. Yeah, Kurt is a kitten. He's just like you know what? Fuck your shoe. Fuck you. Fuck, Fuck you. you. Fuck the dog. I yeah. have claws. This is. Hey, like- I'm going to kill everything. None of you belong here. It's yeah. my- He's a kitten. I, he's a kitten, one hundred percent. And he has entered, and he is having this conversation. And he's like, "Who the fuck exploded things? I know you did it. This is all. I'm so mad at everyone. This is foolhardiness. It's the brave who die." And you like, know, you know the rules. I gave you the rules. If there's any yeah. counter resistance, we're gonna fuck shit up. Yeah. So he's like, "Spies and saboteurs will be killed." Like, he's so upset um, after we torture you. And at this point, Aylborn decides that he's just going to tell Kirk who Kirk is. And he says, okay, well, he's not an Organian. His name's actually James T. Kirk. And then fucking Kirk's just like, (gasps) of the Enterprise? I had hoped to meet you in battle. Like, I'm so sad that... We just, yeah, exactly. We just met here in this other stupid way. It's not battle. And then, that's so annoying. Kirk gets mad at Aylborn for narking. And Aylborn's just like, it was better this way. I didn't want you to hurt. I didn't want you to hurt him. I just put everything out on the table. And so they decide to lock up the the Vulcan. And they take Kirk to the office to talk to Kirk. So. We go to Kerr's office. And Kerr's like, hey, do you want a drink? And Kirk's like, no. Which, by the way, I asked Carrie, do you know who would have wanted a drink if he had been there? Wait, okay, pause, guys. If you've been listening, who would have wanted a drink right now if he were offered one? He's not in this episode. He's never in this episode. If not you one. said bones, take a drink. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Winner, win. winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, you don't win anything, but you win. You, you won. You won being right. It was fucking Bones would have wanted that drink. So like, I'm a little bit sad that Kirk didn't take it. Just like Bones would have been. <laughs> he would have been like, why no. didn't you take the drink? This is a free drink. Absolutely. If somebody was like, you're yeah. fucked. Do you want yeah. a friendly drink? I would have been like, you know what? The only chance of getting out of this is charm. Done. Slam them back. Let's do it. I'm Come on. Per- I'm particularly charming when I'm drunk. Yes. That's... See, 
what I say to myself every day. Yes. What I was, where I was coming from with this drink was I'm somewhere that I'm uncomfortable. uh, And someone has offered me a drink. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably take it. Please. Yeah. Please give me a drink. And And he does say, he does say, I didn't drug it. I didn't drug it. (laughs) I didn't didn't even drug it. I didn't even drug it. Why wouldn't you want this? So, um... They they have this whole conversation. He and Kirk's just like, well, what do you want? And he's like, I just want to talk. I just want to talk to you. And he's like, I admire Starfleet, and I even admire you a little bit. I must confess, um, like you're you're predators just like us, um, and you know we're a great culture of like predators and killers, and this is just what we do, and. Then Kirk has a stupid comment about how it's a big universe full of people who don't like the Klingons. And uh, so he, I think Kor's just trying to get information out of him. He's like, well, tell me about Starfleet. And Kirk's like, go climb a tree. He's like, okay, fine. We'll do it your way. Um, I'm going to Which is the hard way. The hard way. Yes. The mind scrubber way, I assume. Yeah. we're going to put you in a cell with Spock for 12 hours. You have 12 hours to figure out if you're going to fucking listen or not. And that's what we're going to do. So we go to a scene where Kirk is literally thrown into a jail cell. I did enjoy that part. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I do like watching him get manhandled a little bit. Uh, he is in jail. There are these torches. And he's hanging out with Spock, who looks pretty sad about everything in his in his yoga pants with his boots with the fur. He's just sitting in the corner and feeling sad, feeling sad. I think there was a commercial break, which is how they tell you that an amount of time has passed. Because he's like, how long is left? And Spock's like, well, we have six hours and some odd minutes left if they're going to be punctual. And Kirk's like, I think they're going to be punctual. And so they start deciding what they're going to do. And they're like, well, if we could get out, we should carry out a direct attack on Kerr. Like, that's what that's what makes the most sense to me, right? And basically, they have a little bit more of a conversation about how the Organians aren't really getting it. So they've got to try, like, something. They've got to try to neutralize the Klingon somehow. And while they're, like, conniving is the word I'm going to use. They hear someone coming. And guess who it is, guys? It's Aelborn! Aelborn's there. It's not Kerr. It's Aelborn. It's Aelborn. And he just, like, opens the door casually. There's no more guards. Like, nothing is happening anywhere. And he's just like, I've come to save you from the violence. (laughs) Like, he's just so chill about it. Um, And then Kirk's just like, but you turned us, you turned me over to them. You told them who I was. And it seriously, it felt like a betrayed little puppy and the yeah. owner just being like, it was for your own good. Yeah, like, you every- yelled at me. Why would I listen to you? Why go listen to you? I was so mad. And the yeah, owner's just like, it was for your own good. Like, you'll see, this is going to get so much better. <laughs> like, you're going to be a good dog. Until then, I got to yell at you. You literally have no choice but to be my puppy. So, yeah. like, 
you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Um, this is how it is. Especially right now, you can either come with me or stay here. So or stay here and get tortured by the cat. What do you want yeah. to do? <laughs> Take your pick. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna save you or not. Yeah. You. So they decide to go with him. And because Aylburn's just trying to avoid violence. This is his only goal. And so he takes them to the council and they're like, well, they're going to find us here. Jesus, look, what are we yeah. doing? It's the first place they look, dummy. Yeah. And they then Kirk starts questioning, like, well, what happened to the guards? Like, what's what's going on? And Aylburn's just like, shh, 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 shh. Nothing happened to the guards. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I've told you everything was fine. You would have listened to me from the beginning. Everything would have been fine. So we go to a scene where Kerr is being notified that Spock and Kirk have just disappeared. They're not in the cell where they're yeah, supposed the to be. guards were on duty. They were there. They were they're there. fine. They just disappeared. And there's no way out. So Kirk, food and there were no prisoners in the thing. Yeah, they were exactly. So they call special order four. Who knows what that is? It probably means something. But we go to. Wow. I really have to think about what this scene is because my note just says pre cap. How question mark organians violence unthinkable. <laughs> what does oh, that even Jesus. mean? Okay, prisoner escape, dude mad. How they just gone? Number four, Com- Com- okay. Commander Kerr mad. Kerr and oh, uh, okay, okay, he's just Kerr. continuing to be mad about how uh, Captain Kirk escaped, right? Yeah, and he's like, they escaped, and now we're really, really mad, and so we're gonna kill two hundred of oh, your buddies that's okay so yeah it, this is actually like an intercom message he's not yeah. there with them so yeah. the organians and kirk and spock are listening to this together and kerr is explaining yeah we're going to take 200 organians every two hours and we're going to kill them until you tell us what the we get kirk back until we get kirk back and spock like where'd yeah. they go like yeah and they do that. They kill. Oh, I don't think we're there yet. They, they do. Will... Well, we hear he he goes. Listen to this, and it's yeah. phaser sounds. And then that is the implication that two hundred Organians are dead now. Yeah. And then he says in two hours, two hundred more. And then after that, two hundred more, 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 more. And he's like, "This is the order of Kerr or some." Yeah, he says yeah. The order of Kerr. Okay. So that makes, thank you, Carrie. Thank you yeah. for taking notes there. That made more sense than mine. Sometimes, um, every <laughs> once in a while, a blue the other, moon. The other problem oh, is we, when we rewatched this, we weren't paying a ton of attention. <laughs> I was, again, it was my birthday yesterday, so I wasn't paying a ton of attention the first time. Through. <laughs> I had some beer. It was good enough. It worked. It was, it was. You know what? Again, like a blue moon, occasionally I shine. This yeah. is it. I got it. Well done. So um, they have said that they're going to kill, you know, 200 more every two hours. And Kirk says, we need to know where our phasers are. Like, we need to be able to get in there so that we can protect ourselves. And, he, and then the guy's like, well, violence isn't the answer. 
And Kirk, like, razors. Yeah, Kirk, like, runs around the table and, like, pulls his chair, like, very violently. And the guy kind of, like, is, like, he, like, wobbles in his chair a little bit. He's not a big guy. And I don't know if I've said this, but I really like the actor that plays Aylborn. Like, I think he's a... He's a good actor, but he just he looks see say what you found on Google the, the when he was born. Oh, he was born in 1905. That is mind blowing sure. to me. He is <laughs> he was he was definitely old when this was made. <laughs> like yeah. he he died in 1996 when I was 10 years old, and he was 90. <laughs> like it- so crazy because you know when we're watching this obviously it was you know 50 years ago but he does he looks like he's you know in his 60s it's yeah he's an older guy but he was really good and i looked through a lot of the stuff and maybe when he was younger he was a a more prominent actor because he's he seems like a very good actor to me i i thoroughly enjoyed him in this yeah Um, i just did i wasn't able to find anything that i was able to identify him from uh, but he was in like 160 plus movies in his life or like shows. So he definitely yeah, he, had, he had a career. It just was never a big one. It was never a lot. It, well, he also died when, you know, I was 10. So maybe just a lot of things before my time. I, he either way, <laughs> I, I do think it's really interesting. Like he he was a good actor. And I didn't like seeing him like kind of like diminished by Kirk's aggression. Aggressive. Yeah, like it was, yeah, it was a lot to watch. He's but, startled. Yeah, and he was just like, okay, like if you want your fucking phasers, like they're in the cabinet, and it's literally the one cabinet in the room. <laughs> like Jesus yeah. Christ, Kirk, did you even try looking? Yeah, there is one cabinet. It is in an archway with curtains, and you can see it the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. It's not hidden. And there's no other cabinets in the entire place. Like, we've never seen any room, anything that has any kind of shelves or cabinets. And so they never, they didn't look there. And the guy's like, yeah. okay, well, there they are, just in that one cabinet that we have. <laughs> The one place. Yeah. Uh, that is my life. Because somebody will be looking for a hairbrush in the bathroom. I'll be like, did you look down? <laughs> Just down. Or or like Tim will be in the kitchen. I'll be like, I can't find the pan. Did you look down? Just that's always my answer to everything when somebody's looking for something. Because they'll be in the right general area. They'll be standing in the room. And then they just don't look down. And I don't understand it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Just you know mo- what? What my mom, my mom would have said, if it was a snake, it would have bit you. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's my whole role in this family is trying to tell them that there's a snake that's gonna bite them. Yeah, like come on, guys, Just look did down. You, did you check the one cabinet? Like yeah. you're looking for one your cabinet. <laughs> yeah, just geez. where else was I gonna put them yeah. that you couldn't see? <laughs> We have a desk, a very long table thing, and then one other piece of furniture. It is not on the long table thingy. Process of elimination, guys. It's not fucking hard. No, Jesus, it's not. Look down. They're, they're right there. They're in the one cabinet. Yep. Oh, so this is actually a very William Shatner delivered line. And the only way I know that is because I put a period between every word. 
And he says that this is something worth dying for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's delivered in that exact way. And he's like, let's go, Spock. And they leave, and the council is left kind of discussing how they can stop this violence. And they're like, well, we'll wait until after dark, but, you know, we'll take care of it. And they, they all kind of, like, get up and they stand by the door, and, and they're all wearing Uggs and tights, too. Yep. And, like, it's very much like the council of uh, basic bitches, and they're going to take care of this. They're going to they're gonna figure it out. So yeah. yep. we, we go to a nice twilight lit scene where Kirk is asking what their odds are. Because Spock and Kirk, they're going to take care of whatever the fuck is going on here with two phasers. Yep. <laughs> like, Klingons. Yeah. An entire ship. 700 Klingons came down. Yeah. And they are going to take two phasers and, and beat take- them. And you know what their odds are? Because Spock does. Yeah, I didn't write it down. I knew I you did. did. I knew you did. <laughs> I did not. I even the first and second time I was like, I should write that down. I was like, Sarah got it. I did. Seven thousand eight hundred twenty-four point seven to one. And then Kirk says, Oh, seven thousand eight hundred and twenty-four to one. That's not so bad. And Kirk's like, or Spock's like, <clears throat> seven thousand eight hundred and twenty-four point seven to one. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> He's, he he clarifies the odds and then he says, I endeavor to be accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, you didn't say it right. It's a, Our odds are worse than what you said. Yeah. So. There's almost a whole nother one in there. So yeah. <laughs> um, they are kind of like figuring out what they're going to do. And their plan is to go straight to Kerr. And they they just want to get to him, but they will kill other Klingons if necessary, is what they decide. So they are trying to get into this building, and they phaser these two guys. <laughs> it's so stupid. They shoot, they, they're like, on the count of three, you get one, and I'll get one. And so they phaser the guys. But what, what the guys do is not, like, get phasered and fall down. No. One of them leaps off of, like, a one story balcony like leaps <laughs> in the air and then falls onto the ground and the other one was like going upstairs and he for some reason falls backwards and rolls down all the stairs <laughs> well it's so it's especially good because it's like it's like a flight of stairs and a landing and then another flight of stairs so there's you know probably like what is i don't know i would assume like four to five feet between the two oh, yeah. flights of stairs for and sure he had, he had started going up the second flight when i guess he got hit by the phaser so he f- he falls down the first flight and then he continues to roll like that extra four feet yeah. and then rolls down the next set of stairs and it's so ridiculous yeah it's it's absolutely out over of the control. top it is too much it was yeah. too, too big guys they, they phaser the, the guys and they get to to go in and we go to a shot of the council and i think this is where they're deciding that they need to start intervening so they're like kind of meditating together and we go to kerr in his office and he's so mad at this new information that he's gotten that he's gotten 
and he says, it's better to be like a military governor than to govern a county of sheep or whatever. Yeah. They, this is the second time they've called this planet sheep, which is insulting, but whatever. It's not insulting. Sheep are wonderful, but it's the They're not fucking smart, Sarah. They're pretty. Ooh, that's not the same thing. Those are not They're the soft. same. They're soft and wonderful. The I think the big thing, I think it's just more like the implication is insulting. So mm. he's just like, they're all fools. We're going to kill them all. And then we go to a scene where there's a couple Klingons walking by. It's not just one Klingon. It's a couple walking down a hall. There's and- two Klingons walking and then yeah. one guy that is like two feet behind these Not other two No, he, he's like on their heels. It's a narrow hallway. They can't all walk side by side. He's trying to be part of the conversation. He's very close. And yet Kirk jumps out and like strangles him with a string or something and then pulls him into this other room. And somehow they don't notice that he's just gone now. Yeah. And it was not quiet it was not silent no and so he has this guy and he's choking him and trying to get information and carrie pointed out that if this had happened at any point in later later on in the new tracks like there's no way a klingon is going to ever even... say yeah. anything oh ever. if you're just choking him if that's foreplay like he yeah. is into that yeah we saw ds9 yeah (laughs) we know what that is we know that they put each other in like med bay just with foreplay so like life threatening situations as a sexual connection yeah (laughs) they do it it definitely should not have just made this Klingon immediately tell Kirk what was going on. But that's nope. what it does. He, yep. So Kirk is choking this Klingon and he's just like, okay, well, I was going out to get more people for us to kill. Like, we're getting the next 200 or whatever. So Spock comes in and he Vulcan death grips him. And he says, oh, our odds are 7,000 to 1 now. And Kirk's like, oh, they're getting better. And... Then they storm Kerr's office and they have him at phaser point. And he has this really long monologue, which I don't, I don't think his monologue's that important, but he's, Mm. he's talking about the Federation or he's being told the Federation fleet's on the way and they are going to have like this standoff. And he's like, oh, are you waiting on the results of the standoff between the, you know, Federation Starfleet and, you know, the Klingon fleet? Is that what you're, before you kill me? And Kirk's like, well, I don't want to kill you. And he says, okay, well, should we drink to the Klingon victory? Like, it's very much like he's just trying to keep. Yeah, he's buying time. He's buying time. Like, he knows that he has another plan, but instead of just like giving into that other plan he's really like egging kirk on first yep and he's he's like oh don't you think you know drinking to the klingon victory would be a little premature considering everything that's going on and he's like ah we're a really strong unit which yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 
<laughs> um, <laughs> and then he like looks up at this camera after he like he has a very long monologue. I'm sure it's yeah. decent. I don't remember a lot. It was of it. a lot of him talking about war and how they're Klingons. Klingons and blah. Yeah. And he looks up at like a camera and then suddenly all the Klingons barge in. And then <laughs> I don't even know how to I don't even know how to say this in a way that makes sense. The Klingons barge in and then every weapon There's like five of them. There's five dudes yeah. that like barge into these doors and mm-hmm. they're definitely like there was supposed to be Ooh, I just realized we never had to drink for a muscle tussle in this because this is when there would have been a muscle tussle. But what happens instead is everybody just like goes, oh, and they drop their weapons. Yep. And Kirk and Kerr try to fight each other, but they can't do it. And then Kerr tries to grab like a, it looks like an, an envelope opener dagger thing. I don't and know. Literally everything is really hot, I guess. Yeah, they're they're all like they can't possibly they can't touch each other and they can't yeah. touch weapons. Yeah, like, like anything that and they could keep trying. Be a weapon. Which, like, honestly, as soon as something burned my hands, I'd be like, "What the fuck was that?" I wouldn't try to punch somebody. No. I'm gonna wait it. for an answer about why this thing I had was really hot. <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm I'm not punching my way out of this. Yeah, and then we get like a weird little like clip of the enterprise where everybody has to like drop their phasers that they had in their hands too like it's really and they can't touch the buttons and they can't touch anything but like yeah. it's so everybody... strange yeah We've it's so the enterprise since the beginning of the episode yeah. so it's like a really weird moment yeah. everybody's <laughs> sitting down and then they suddenly jump up and they can't touch anything yeah, like, and then Whoa. all the lights shut down and then suddenly Sulu can hit the buttons again. Well, we're not there yet. Oh. But that does happen. It does happen. We're, yeah, we're still at the part where they... It's just briefly showed us the Enterprise where they have dropped all their weapons. And the Organians come in and they're like, we're really sorry. But like, you can't do any harm to each other. We can't allow it. So um, we have basically anything... That can do harm, we have raised to 350 degrees. If it's if it could be violent, we're not going to allow it. So my note is literally 350 degrees of violence, which I think would be a really rad band name. <laughs> if anyone's looking for Cause, one. Because we're not at 360. We're not full no. circle. We're just, no. there's a sliver left. 350 degrees of violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh and they're just like we you can't do this you can't fight and they they both get really mad the puppy and the kitten get so mad and i actually they're not allowed to punch each other they're not allowed to fight and they don't like it and they don't understand why they can't fight because they just want to fight and it's their choice if they can fight and why can't they? it's their right we gotta fight for our right to fight to fight yep to fight um i also realized as you were talking earlier how much kirk and kerr are like the same name Uh, minus like what kerr kerr 
(laughs) They're the same fucking person. They're both douchebags. They really are. They're both not great people. So, um, the Organians begin explaining, like, I understand that you want to fight. You you don't get to. Uh, We've brought the Enterprise closer now. You can call up to them and and you can call the Klingons and you guys can see everything that's going on. Um, So Kirk calls Sulu and Sulu's like, everything got really hot all of a sudden and we're here now. So that's weird. And we go back to uh, them talking about how the phaser banks have gone dead. They they can't do anything. And then the Klingon ship also reported that their fleet is helpless. So, like, no one can fight anyone. Um, And then Aelborn starts talking and he's like, as I stand here with you, I also stand on both of your planets. And I'm giving everyone the same information. Um, There's going to be peace. Like, you will not fight each other. Yeah. Everybody so, fucks off right now. Yes. Unless you agree to a ceasefire, we will take all of your armies and immobilize them immediately. Like, you won't have anything. Unless you guys just fucking agree to get along. Yeah. And they're both just like, no, well, we have a legitimate reason to be mad well, at each other. First, Kirk is like, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. That what can't fight? happen. You can't do that. Like that's he's like that's impossible. You you don't you can't do that. And then they both start getting really mad about this guy being like you're not allowed to kill each other. And they're like, well, they started it, and I'm yeah. we're just I'm gonna finish it. It's our. It's basically they are people who don't want to wear masks. It's our right to kill yeah. other people with our it's, decisions. It's <laughs> like, my right. It's, it's my right. It's my rights. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. And they're it's they're like, both really mad about it. And then it, at a certain point, both of them or Kirk in particular is like, huh. Maybe uh if we can't make war, maybe we shouldn't try to, I guess. I guess if we can't fight, then but he if before that even, he's really mad. He's like, Oh yeah. Well, they, they killed two hundred of your people. And then they're like, Oh yeah, no one no one died. Yeah, JK. JK, JK, JK. JK. Um and then there's like, Well, we have a right to dictate our own federation. And like you don't control space. You, you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of space. Yeah. You're not gonna say that. You're not um, space. Yeah. And at this point, I can tell that the owners of this puppy and this kitten are just getting so fucking tired because they're like, being around you literally disgusts me right now. Yeah, it is <laughs> painful to be around you. It is it is painful. You guys are awful. Yeah. You don't get to fight. Sure, you um, want to wage war really bad, but you don't get to. Yeah, you don't get to fight. Sorry, guys. Whatever. I don't care. But also, you need to go away because being around you is literally painful. It's literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, so um, you need to go. And they do state that um, eventually um, you will have peace. After millions of people die, you would become fast friends and you would have like this wonderful prosperous future together we're saving you those millions of lives 
by yeah. just saying like don't fight now just be friends right now save yourself all of these people you're going to kill along the way like it's really just like it's what i wish we were capable of <laughs> maybe if we all didn't just try to kill each other we could not have killed each other and be friends <laughs> like, yeah we could we could get along i bet and like we he's like one would benefit puppy kitten you're gonna be a cuddle puddle someday and i know that you don't see it you don't see it now but i do and you just have to like stop clawing each other and someday you're gonna be a cuddle puddle so you might as well just fast forward to this really happy secure cuddle puddle get all don't don't worry about all the clawing and the biting you don't need that part just Just don't do it cuddle puddle yeah just don't get mad at each other no reason just cuddle it's so easy why can't we all just cuddle yeah just cuddle i don't get it so they're they're still kind of mad about this um but the the organians are just like uh you know a long time ago we evolved from the physical bodies like yours and kirk's just like this must be some sort of trick um we can take them kirk let's just fucking fight them instead yeah (laughs) and fuck those guys (laughs) and then they turn into a really bright light that no one can even look at so like kerr is covering his eyes and spock's all squinty and kirk's just like oh it's it's ridiculous but they're turning into these giant balls of really bright light (laughs) and then they just leave they're just like well yeah they just you guys have you aren't fighting. We're sick of you. We're leaving. And Kirk's just like, well, what is happening? And Spock's like, it's fascinating, Captain. They're just like pure energy. He's like, well, why the fuck did they have a planet then? Yeah. And he's like, it was just to, you know, probably make visitors like us more comfortable. And this is where, this is why they were just trying to make the white guy more comfortable being yeah in 1968 they were trying to make a white man feel comfortable so they did a bunch of white old men old white men and that was like this is the most comfortable he can possibly be there's no people of color there's no women nothing threatening nothing threat like there's not even a younger man that could no not even like a like a muscly guy they're just they're all sort of like in their 60 to 70s they all have like white or gray hair they're not like a sexual threat whatsoever they're non-threatening they're wizened old men yep and so that's why i think it is because that they had the planet to make everybody feel more comfortable they all showed themselves in like non-threatening humanoid like shapes and everything was Everything was like very calm and muted and barbaric, like not barbaric, but like very basic. They were basic, basic. yeah, yeah. Like they were basic bitches. We don't have technology. We don't have anything. We're just we're fine. Simple idiots. You're not threatened. Yeah, comfortable. And then Kerr's like, is that even possible that they could have just like none of this makes sense? How are they just? How are they so far? beyond us and then 
Spock's like, well, we've seen it, so it must be possible. So they're as far above us technology-wise as we are above, like, an amoeba. So we then go to a conversation where Kirk is talking to Kurt, and he says, well, I guess our war is over since we don't even get to fight it. And yeah. Kurt's just like, that's a shame. Thank you. I think a fight between us would have been glorious. That felt super Klingon, right? It absolutely did. That <laughs> was like the only thing that felt super Klingon in this yeah. whole episode was he was like, it would have been glorious. Yeah. A fight between us. <sighs> because like, I also think like, if you take out the part where someone has to die, I kind of get like, like puffing up your chest and like throwing some punches and just like, like that form of needing to dominate another person. That all makes sense to me. Like wanting yeah. a really good fight. Sure. Yeah. If you take out the part where anybody has to die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's like, I think that's later with Klingons. Like they, they're, I mean, they do, there's a lot of death in Klingon culture, but it's all about the fight. Like that's where the yeah. honor comes from is from the, the fight. Like it's, and it's all about honor. And these, these, these first Klingons are not, they don't really have that. No, but when he says it would be glorious, like it absolutely like for a split yeah. second, you can see Worf. Yeah. You, you can see it. You can hear it. Like it's there. That's the he start. He wanted a challenge, which is why he, I can't say, which is why eventually something happens with a particular character. Like he needed that fight. I think that's why he picked Kirk to be his Organian buddy is because Kirk was the only one that wasn't just stupidly smiling at him. Like he was the challenge. And so that's why he wanted to dominate him first and foremost. Like Kirk was the the odd man out that was like yeah. kind of huffing his chest. And so the guy was like, I'll huff my chest Challenge. bigger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that, that all makes sense. I, my note was much more simplified. It was, he picked Kirk because Kirk's also a dick. Like, yeah. That's, it's not wrong. Uh, yeah. So like that part of the Klingon empire that we're eventually going to get to, like, I do appreciate like, you can see where the seeds were planted for that. Um, and then we go to the bridge. And this is another scene I didn't hate. Um, there's parts of it I didn't understand. But Spock is talking to Kirk. And he says, you seem a little restrained. Like, are you feeling okay? And Kirk's like, I'm embarrassed. Like, yeah. I was I was furious with them for the way that they were acting before. But, like... They just didn't want us to go to war, and yeah. I was so mad about it. Yeah, he's like, it's unsettling. <laughs> we spend so much time thinking that we're the most powerful beings in the universe, and then we just find out that we're very much not. And Spock tries to put his mind at ease. He says, well, it took millions of years for them to evolve to that point. Um, so, like, I don't think you should feel sad that you're where you are. Um and he says, you know, really, we beat the odds. And then Kirk says, we didn't even have a chance. The Organians raided the game, which I thought I misheard the first time. I thought he said they rigged the game because to yeah, me, that's, that, 
Yeah, that's what I wrote in my notes. Yeah, but he says rated. So I think he's saying we didn't even have a chance to beat the odds because something so far beyond either of us came in and just like took over our game. Yeah, it rated. It it rated our game. It didn't even let us play is what I think it what I think he was trying to say. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because it wasn't a rigged game. It, it, it wasn't, wasn't a game. It, was, it wasn't. Like, no one was, it was playing. It was a TV show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they knew exactly what was going to happen, yeah. and they controlled it the, the entire time. It wasn't yeah. even rigged. And then after that line, Kirk, like, stands up, and he walks to the front of the bridge, and he just kind of smiles. And, and that's it. It's the end of our episode. So, like, I know that there's going to be so much more than what I am able to get from just one episode with the Klingon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, we, we have seen it cause we have watched, um, they, they touch back on it in later series, what the original Klingons were like. And okay. it's, yeah, it's just not, it's not going to be great. Um, so no. we, I'm kind of looking forward to it in like a, morbid curiosity kind of way masochistic way yeah it was definitely not as bad as i thought it could be i mean but i also i think maybe this episode isn't that bad but i i feel like we have a lot coming to us that's gonna be yeah no i have to and but i i think that this was not as insensitive as i anticipated that it would be yeah i'm really like from this episode, if I just were looking at it as a snapshot with no outside information, yeah, my brain would immediately just be like, these were planting the seeds for a, like, in a culture of alien that I love. Like, I, I'm not a violent person, but I still, I love the Klingons. Like, I love Worf. Like, they got, they got honor. Like, they always, they've got a code that they stick to and you can, yeah. you can trust the code. I I bloodline. If I were just like without any other knowledge of the Klingons or what's going to come to be, I honestly kind of thought they just were like drag queens because everything was really metallic. There was the makeup was overdone. I mean, no, it was a busted queen. No respectable drag queen would look like that. But it maybe adored Alano. Yeah, she does. She she can get a little heavy on the bronzer. Get a little busted. Um, and the brows, the brows were ridiculous, but also well done. I mean, it was they you know, were they went both ways. They, they were eyebrows. They were eyebrows. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this one, this was we. I expected it to be to feel worse than it did, and it didn't feel that terrible, especially with Kirk kind of admitting that he was embarrassed about his actions and the way yeah. he reacted. That was actually pretty cool because yeah. um, that uh, up until pretty recently, Sarah and I had been saying like Kirk will always choose the wrong thing to say, but he's been end, doing yeah. it less, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> it, it has been nice that I don't have to hate him all the time. Yeah, not constantly. Exhausting. Or like, yeah, or like more like. You already hate somebody. You don't need more reasons. And he just kept yeah. giving more reasons. But he's been he's been better. He's been getting better. And, and like admitting that was a big thing. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. Yeah. There I said it. Okay, good, fine. Good job, Kirk, admitting that you were uncomfortable. 
Yeah. Like, and shitty. And shitty. Like, yeah, you were so bad and you're embarrassed by that. Good. Like, yeah. You can just say when you were wrong. That's all I want from anybody. Yeah. Grow from that piece of shit. Be be better. And that's, I think, kind of maybe where we should leave this. Like, yeah. Yeah. the ep- it does get better. <laughs> like, yeah, it, this it, this whole already kind of fucked up thing, they get better with it. They yeah. make it an entire culture that actually has like v- so many redeeming qualities. Like yeah. I love the Klingons. I love yep. Worf. Yeah. Like and they're almost like fun later on, particularly when you have Dax cuz she has a, a lot of Klingon relationships and a lot of yep. love for Klingon culture. Yeah, and she just gets into it. So she anything is- that you would ordinarily be like, that's weird. She's like, "Fuck, yeah, let's go." Yes. Let's She's into it. Fight about this? Yeah. Let's just drink about this? Like Yeah, she embraces it wholeheartedly. The the weird things that you and, and I think that's kind of actually sort of the charm of it is because like the Klingons are always presented as this violent warmongering sort of like species. But once Dax gets involved, she's like, fuck yeah, they are. That's amazing. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you want to fight lived- about it? Me too. <laughs> she's lived so many lives that have like crossed paths with Klingons. Like, <laughs> She, she she loves them and i just i think that's yeah wonderful. she embraces it and it's yeah. and maybe that's why you love dax so much because she embraces everything <laughs> everything She's she so finds good. joy and wonder and like even though she's like old she still is just yeah. like shit yeah let's rock let's go <laughs> thank you everybody for listening especially kevin since yeah. we found out recently that you listen <laughs> You are right now our absolute favorite person in the world. Yes. We also love all of our other listeners, but because we just found out about you, it's yeah. very exciting. It's a new love. And those it's are always new. fun. Well, because well, I just assume only people who already love me listen. So when I find out <laughs> someone else does, <laughs> it's, it's really so nice. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, sorry. <laughs> so we appreciate you all. And live long and prosper.